Good morning, good evening. Wherever you are, we want to welcome you to Following the Way. We are a podcast that is passionate about becoming more like Jesus, following him with our lives through the examination of scripture, looking at practices centered around Jesus and how they help us to become more like him. And so I'm so glad that you're with us and that you are uh, following along. We uh, are in day four of launching this podcast and we have decided to launch by looking at Romans 8 in a five-part series, breaking it down, uh, looking at what it means to live by the Spirit and what this chapter in Romans, how it unpacks that uh, in such beautiful, profound ways and how it calls us to be like Christ. And so today we find ourselves in verses 20 on to verse 30. So a little bit of a shorter passage today that we're going to read. Um, So we're going to read this and then we're going to get into unpacking it for a few minutes together. Verse 26 says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. So verse 26 starts off with talking about weakness in us and how the Spirit himself helps us in our weakness. And Looking at this, I think what we can see is that the flow of where Paul is going in this is that he's connecting this weakness in us to uh, the sufferings that we also walk through that he had spoken of earlier in verse uh, 18, the, the sufferings of this present time and how in the midst of that, in our weakness too, the spirit helps us. So and it says that, that when we don't know what to pray for as we ought. And I wonder that when, when we look at that and we consider what Paul is saying here, are we potentially at times prone to pray for the removal of things that make us uncomfortable or that we see a suffering or weakness and Maybe we're predisposed many times to pray for actually a life of comfort. And I wonder if sometimes in the midst of that, there's a little bit here of Paul saying, we don't realize actually what we're called to pray through in those times, but the Spirit knows because as he says here, the Spirit knows the mind of God. He's actually praying in accordance, sorry, with the will of God because The Lord knows our hearts and the Lord knows the mind of the spirit. And so I want to talk about that in relation to, in this passage, living in the spirit, uh, 
and praying in the spirit. And those two go hand in hand so much. When we talk about living in the spirit and living that life, we're talking also about learning how to pray in the spirit and, uh, and to allow him to pray for us when we don't even know what we are supposed to pray for. Charles Finney, who was a great American evangelist, and uh, he went in around the 1830s, uh, he went to Rochester, New York. I was just listening to an account of this this last week. And he had been in New York City, and, and then he was invited to come to Rochester. And Rochester wasn't that big of a deal at the time, but he, he felt the Lord tell him, no, you are to go there. And so he and, and these two guys that were with him in his ministry went. And one of the guys that was with him, his name was Daniel Nash. And you'll find on his tombstone there, his, it says, Laborer with Finney, Mighty in Prayer. And this guy, they, they talked about, and, and Finney talked about this too, about having a spirit of prayer. And Finney himself would lay on his face for days at a time, groaning in the spirit in prayer. Like, we can hardly comprehend what that's like. And this Daniel Nash, he would actually, at times, he'd pray with such fervency. He'd be groaning in the spirit that you could hear him, the accounts say, from half a mile away. In fact, people who would host him would would say, we think that he's lost his mind. And they'd, they'd come to Charles Finney with this. And Charles Finney would say, ah, no, he's he's good. It's it's just the spirit of prayer that he's in. Just just leave him be. And And so, you know, that's not just the only spirit of prayer we're talking about, but that's the depths to which the spirit intercedes with us when it comes to prayer. And perhaps... I'm not even going to say perhaps. There's something in that that we need to catch so desperately right now in our culture when it comes to a life of prayer that I think we have been so dry for so long in that regard. And there's something here for us to really wrestle with. That talking about Charles Finney and going to Rochester, New York and the prayer that surrounded that entire um, move of God, in, within six months, a hundred thousand people were converted. And, and so what we see in these verses is really actually a motivation for us to pray. It's at the heart of what God wants to do in us, how he will move by his spirit in us. It is connected. It is fused with this life of prayer and, and this prayer in the spirit and the Holy Spirit, it says, intercedes for us. And, and, you know, I read this and I go, who wouldn't want this? Like, I, I want this because it says that the Holy Spirit will intercede for me according to the will of God. God is searching our hearts and the Holy Spirit will pray according to that. And the, God knows the mind of the Holy Spirit and basically directs him to pray in accordance with his will. And if, if I can just say, this is not lazy, apathetic, complacent prayer. This is not a, 
I don't know what to pray, so I'm just going to pray God's will be done, his kingdom come, and leave it at that. No, th- there is a contending to be done in prayer. And, and this this is getting that. There's a contending where one, we don't know what to pray, but we are going so deep in prayer that we are contending for the things of God that we just were wrestling with and we want to see. This, this is the, the, the type of prayer of Moses and Joshua and David and Samuel and Ezekiel and Isaiah and Jesus. And, you know, men in Scripture, apart from Jesus, those, those were men. Yes, they were men of God. They were used mightily of God, but they were just men. And, and like Elijah, where it says that he was a man just like us. But they knew how to meet with the Lord in prayer. And so this, this talk about praying in the spirit then goes on and it talks about that we know that for those who love God and, and you know it says that we know there's a certainty to that we know there's a certainty that those who love God now loving God means that we are seeking his kingdom we're obeying him we're following Jesus there is conditions love for God is not just oh I love God but I'm doing my own thing it's a no, I'm, I'm walking in accordance with the ways of God. I'm listening and obeying him. We know it says that all things work together for the good of those who love him. That those on the, it works together for good. Now, when it says good there, note that that's not talking about meaning that it's just going to be easy and comfortable and according to my ways, my plans, my desires, my schedule, etc. No, no. This is called according to his purpose. This is called according to the pur- what God's purpose is for us. And we know here it says that his purpose for us is to be conformed to the image of Jesus. So this good is centered around actually this suffering and weakness because Jesus, he knew suffering and hardship being conformed to the image of Jesus will mean that we walk through stuff and God will take us through stuff that is forming us, which that will be difficult and exceedingly hard at times. This is the context when we talk about suffering, weakness, praying in the spirit and God working all things according for our good. We can rest that The goal of our Father is that everyone in Christ, everyone professing to know Christ, everyone professing to follow Christ, the Father's goal is that we would all be made to be like his Son. God has a plan for my life. God has a plan for your life. And it's about making you like his Son. So, I want to end this by again, moving us and inviting us into some application. And I'll, I'll do it by asking, where are you at right now? What, what is going on inside of you? What's going on in your life? And, and whatever it is, invite God, welcome him to search your heart right now. And, and I, I want to invite us again in a practice of learning how to receive from the Holy Spirit, um, Wherever you are, put your feet on the ground. I'd invite you to open up your hands as a posture of receiving from the Lord and begin to just slow down. Begin to um, just stop. Allow yourself to feel your body. Allow yourself to hear your breathing. Whatever's going on, 
right now, whatever is pressing on you, whatever is going to be coming at you in the day, allow yourself to just stop for a few moments and begin to feel what is going on in your heart and invite the Lord. Lord, search my heart. Come and search me, O God. As the psalmist says, and you know, it's when we don't know how to pray or we don't know what to pray, we can invite the Spirit right now in this time, inviting the Holy Spirit to go, Holy Spirit, you know right now what's going on inside of me. Inviting Him to search you, saying, Holy Spirit, I don't know exactly even how to pray. I don't know how to exactly pray into this situation or that situation. I don't, I can't make sense of this, but I feel this or I feel that. Invite the Holy Spirit in and invite the Lord to search your heart. And as he reveals things to you, again, don't judge yourself. See what's going on in your heart. Assess it without judging and then give it to the Lord and release it to him. Say, God, you take that. I'm giving that to you. I'm giving up control. I'm allowing you to take that. And I'm trusting you and I'm trusting your goodness and your sovereignty in my life. And, and if you're in a, a difficult season right now in your life because of this pandemic or even because of some other thing that's going on or, or anything else that's affecting your life, invite the Holy Spirit, invite the Lord into to search your heart and release it to the Lord, knowing that whatever is going on, that ultimately God is working these things together for your good, that he's committed to your good, that it may not be easy. It may not look the way that you expected it to or the way that you want it to, but trust that the Lord is working for your good according to the truth of his word and receive that and declare that over your life. I want to, I want to end by just encouraging us that what it speaks of in this passage and praying in the spirit goes hand in hand with living by the spirit, praying in accordance with God's will. And, and that's, that's, that's uh, inviting the Lord to work all things in your life according to his good, even the things that we don't understand, knowing that he is at work. Rest in that today. Embrace that truth for your life, no matter what is coming at you, no matter what may come at you tomorrow that you don't uh, know or even expect at this point. Know that God knows and he's working for your good. Be blessed as you continue to follow the way of Jesus. We'll see you again.